Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Momentum Focus Podcast. Um, This is Amia, one of your co-hosts of Momentum Focus. Um, We have committed this particular season to um, really redefining strength and courage. What it means in Joshua where God invites Joshua to not be fearful, but to be strong and courageous. And in Joshua 1, he repeats that phrase multiple times and says, have I not told you, be strong and courageous. And so in this season, we've invited several friends to talk about what strength and courage looks like in their lives and in this current season. Um, So this episode, our prayer is that it really helps you to just uh, pause (laughs) and recognize that God is for you, that he is with you, that you have nothing to be afraid of. All right, friends, welcome back to another episode of the Momentum Focus podcast. You are listening to Amia Freeman, one of the co-founders of Momentum Focus. I have made a commitment that anytime I press publish on an episode, it is because God has um, just a beautiful message that he wants us to embrace. And this episode, as I always say, is no different Um, Recently, God has really just been nudging me um, to remind us that we have an invitation to consider the Proverbs 31 woman, not as a striving checklist or comparison um, or a way for us to sit and shame ourselves or should ourselves, um, but an invitation to consider like we've been called into this great space to be well, to live well, and to love well. And I think sometimes we miss that invitation because we're looking everywhere else to figure out what's the standard. Um, Whether we would consider our upbringing or our current culture, somewhere our idea of who we are as women of God, as daughters of God, as just women in general, um, we've, we've missed the mark on just our uniqueness, what it means to be strong, what it means to be brave, what it means to, I don't know, be balanced and flexible. Um, And I'm not even professing that I have the answers, but what I am offering you is an opportunity to listen in today and see if this conversation helps you to adjust your focus. Today, we are gonna talk about one of my favorite scriptures found in Joshua, where Joshua is invited by God himself to be strong and courageous. And then God begins to walk him through. What does that even mean? Um, and so we are we get invited the same way Joshua was invited um, to hear what God has to say and then make a decision if we're going to follow in that path. So I've invited on this podcast today a sister that I um, ran into. (laughs) I ran into her and it was one of those ones that I was like, oh my word, I feel like I've known her like forever or potentially like maybe we were like separated at birth or something because there are too many things that like as we got to have this conversation pre-recording to just really understand each other's stories and backgrounds, there were so many moments and I'm like, okay, now, now I know why God had me reach out to this girl. Um, But y'all today, um, I'm going to just let her introduce herself so she can fully tell you her backstory. But she she runs a fitness ministry that's called Soulful Motion. And just for the fact that she dances and loves Jesus, I was sold on that. Um, But if she it feels like a sister that I have prayed to find and didn't know that I already had. But y'all, I'm going to introduce you, we'll let her introduce herself fully, but to bring onto the mic um, my sister in Christ, um, Amber, 
because she's just got a, she's a beautiful gift of being able to connect to other women just to hear her speak. Um, the kindness that falls off of her is a Proverbs 31 kindness. And like, y'all, like this is what we get to look for in each other. My mentor says, when you get in the company of people, call the gold up in them. And I honestly believe that calling up the gold is just listening. Because if you listen, you will hear the goodness of God in someone. So I'm going to quit talking <laughs> and I'm going to turn the microphone over to Amber Mayfield from Soulful Motion. Amber, introduce yourself. Tell the people who you Ooh, are. <laughs> that, was, that was a lot. Like I, I'm a, I might have a tear and I got a lot going on in me. Um, thank you. Thank you, Amia. Um, it is for me, it feels just so good to just be with another woman, like you said, um, who just has God on their hearts and minds. And so I'm just really grateful that um, I'm here to share this space with you as well. Um, just like you said, I am the founder and director of Soulful Motion, which feels really strange to say, because uh, I think in our conversation that we said before, like, business is not where my heart is, you know, or like running this isn't um, where my heart always is. It's always on God. And so um, I'm just grateful to be present. Um, that's just a title that I have, but not where my heart is all the time. Um, Soulful Motion is a Christ-centered group fitness class, and we combine praise, worship, and fitness, and that's just it. Um, it's an amazing, amazing community of people um, who really focus on Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen of just sharpening each other. Um, I love the fact that with sharpening, you know, iron sharpening iron, there has to be friction and heat and tension and all of these things. And I listened to that this morning in my Bible app and I was like, that is so emotion. Like it's so great. Um, and just to have that community of people where we are together, we are getting better together and using each other to be better in our community. It just fills my whole heart. Yeah, that's so good. Just even <clears throat> we were talking in another group about um, this invitation of iron sharpening iron and recognizing that it's not like a cotton swab, like dabbing you. <laughs> right. right. It's not just like really gentle, like they're there. But no. it's just like rubbing up against, bumping up against almost like literally sandpaper or grinding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You've ever seen an axe being sharpened and sparks. Sparks, right? The yeah. Sparks, like, woo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. And if on the outside, if you're not the axe or the person that's doing the sharpening of the axe, you're watching and you're like, let me back up because something might jump on me. you. Are you going <laughs> to get some of that? You, if you're too close. If you're too close, right? Which could right. be a whole other message, right? But just to know that, like, that is an invitation from God to like for iron to sharpen iron. Yeah. That that we get to come into community together. There's a season where we will come together where like the Bible says like weep with those who weep, rejoice with those who rejoice, but also don't forget that there is an invitation that we get to call each other up, not call each other out. Right. Call each other up to sharpen each other, to remind each other of like, you were running a good race. Who cut in on you? But mm -hmm. then to also like wherever God has given us wisdom to not hoard it for ourselves, but to share it with each other so that we can sharpen that other person's iron. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I know one thing I was talking to a friend and we were talking about why uh, relationships with women are so challenging <laughs> because 
So for those of y'all listening on the podcast, as I said that, both of our eyes got big, like, whoo, that's a whole, shaking. Right, that's a three-part series. Yes. <laughs> but just this space of relationships from, you know, female relationships have always been such, um, it's been such a challenge. And I remember reading a book years ago um, by Stacey Eldridge, it's called Captivating. Mm. Never read it. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful story just about just this plan of the enemy to rob us of community. Like what you mentioned that you are, are building within soulful motion. The enemy has tried his best to rob us as women from having that community and that camaraderie because he wasn't allowed to own it. Yeah. And, and because he wasn't allowed to own it and was kicked out of heaven, he went after Eve, not mm-hmm. Adam. Mm-hmm. And he his continuous journey is to attack women. Yes, he attacks men, but he has it after women with a vengeance. That's good. With a, a full with a vengeance. vengeance. A full out vengeance because of our beauty, because wow. his pride is what kicked him out of heaven, right? He was the most beautiful of beautiful. all the angels. Mm-hmm. So he has it out to, to rob women of their beauty and their just their femininity. He also has a vendetta against women because we were created with the purpose of reproduction and he has an inability to reproduce anything. Right? All he can do is duplicate and mimic what was already created. And because we are in God's image able to procreate, he has it out for us mm. like a double whammy of like, man, mm. right. So if he can put us against each other, he's like, Oh, I can win this one. Cause all I have to do is get her to compare herself to her. Listen. Right. So you talk about like teenage angst. Oh, it started at birth. Right. It started at birth for him to really just try his best to just shut us down, to get us to look in the mirror and say, I don't like what I see. And it's starting so early now. My, my baby, she'll be four in April. And even just some of the things that, you know, I hear her say or do, you know, it's just, uh, it's starting way early you know with ipads and all the things that they have these days but yeah yeah Yeah. well and that i tell you like just as a back story like that's kind of the heart behind even opening up this platform to have conversations with women that were not just me in the microphone to really break down that barrier of this is not a Mia's podcast. It just so happened that he nudged me and then I opened up the microphone and I really want this space to be for whoever's on the other side of the mic, right? Whoever's across the table from me or whoever's on the listening side to know this is our space. That this like, because we live in such a culture of comparison and we live in a culture of like one upping each other even in the vein of like oh your poverty was that I bet you I can talk mm -hmm. (laughs) like like why 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 do we need to do that right and I like I know you and I have talked before just about women just even in our industry or just fitness in general you know even just you contacting me was like, huh, what? Like somebody's talking to me because for some reason we can't share any information um, for whatever reason or fear of this or that comparison piece of, well, what is she doing or how is she doing it? And then you add in the social media piece. Well, how many followers or how many likes? And it is too much and unnecessary and not where God wants us to be. And I think, you know, you and I chatted before just saying that why would God give one person this vessel to bring people closer to him? It doesn't make sense. 
Yeah, well, and just like, if you think about, like this crushes comparison when you consider that there's a message that God needs to speak because of his bigness and because of all that he needs to say, it would be impossible for one person to carry that and not be God himself, Mm. right? Just from a universal perspective of recognizing that like, I am not in Michigan where you are. Right. So like there are a group of people that I'll never reach, right? I'm not in Africa. I am not in Switzerland. I am not in London. And so there are people that God is going to need in those geographical locations to be able to serve that community of people because there's a connection that they have to the people around them, both geographically, um, economically, Mm -hmm. uh, skin color, like whatever it might be that God needs that we hold individually that no one else can do it the way we do it, not because we're awesome, (laughs) but because there's an immediate connection to my story and God that no one else has. There's an immediate story between you and Jesus and the kind of mercy that he gave you that I will never have. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's zero, it's, it literally is like trying to compare like bananas to a pair of high heel shoes. Right. Don't fit. Right. There's like zero. There's no connection. Right. (laughs) No connection. Right. Than the fact that they are both objects. Right. Yeah. Created objects. Yeah. Um, but something you said earlier, just about, um, like just having a ministry on mission and like the ministry of movement Mm -hmm. and how it just, I don't know, like for me, and I'm sure you can relate to this, like movement is just this gift of watching God do his work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like a, like in Romans where it says like, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. This is your most reasonable worship. It's, it's so funny that you say that because I, like, I have these things in my mind sometimes where I'm like, like, oh, I, I wish I could sing. Like when I hear somebody sing, that is like so great. I'm like, oh, if I could sing, I would sing all day long. Girl, that is not your gift. Like that, that's not for you. Movement is truly what fulfills me and connects me to God, you know? Um, and movement, listening to people who actually do have that gift from God, um, whether that be gospel or Christian or whether it be Christian rap or um, Tamala Man or whoever it might be, movement to worship music for me is what I know that I'm supposed to be doing and what I know that God created me to do with other people. Yeah. Like, I mean, even just like, as you were talking, I was, you had said something about like, uh, just movement is your gift, but singing is not. And if you, there's a song, um, I forget who sings it, but it's like, it's like a, it's not a modern pop Christian song, but it's one of those songs that was released that could have been mainstream music, but then you lean in and you're like, hold on a second. That's a Christian song. Right. Mm. But it was released like pop music. Yeah, song they're talking about all the trials and all the tests that they went through seemed like you know calamity and chaos until they stepped back and realized that God was writing a symphony and using all of the parts individually they look like chaos but together it comes in this beautiful melody right and as you were talking about just the person that's singing like that's their instrument of praise right our instrument of praise is movement And our movement is this interpretation of how we heard God. Yeah. You know, like you, if you ever watch, I don't know if you've ever seen Alvin Ailey um, Mm -hmm. dance performance, like to watch their bodies. I'm like, only God would know that that needed to be a thing. Right. Like it needed to be a thing. 
that don't come from me. <laughs> you like people <laughs> at all. That is a God given gift. Yeah. But then at the, on the flip side of that, like somebody's watching your videos and they watch you interpret a Toby Mac song, right? Mm -hmm. Like I love to toss out songs to people to do like choreography challenges to say, I want to see how you interpreted this song. This is going to be so different. It's totally different because we heard it just like you could read Proverbs 21, 17, and you saw an interpretation visually or with words that spoke directly to you. And then you retell it the way you heard it. Same thing happens with music and movement. And I joke and I say, like, I hear a song and inevitably my hips will hear bongos or a trumpet and I think it's yeah. just like the salsa in me you know what I mean yes but yes. then like one of my girlfriends she'll she is a her background is um Latino Caribbean so she'll hear it and inevitably she will hear a samba in every song and I'm like there's no samba rhythm she's like oh <laughs> yes there is right but it's such a gift of like God speaks to us in the language that he knows we'll hear and yeah he and it, it to me it feels like modern day parable yeah. of where he has called each of us into the ministry according to the way our hearts have been wired mm. um and it just like for that to me is the invitation to be able to interpret the character of god to other people where he's called you into this space of movement so that you can help other people understand who is God, you yeah. know, like, what does he have to say about being strong? Because there could be a woman that's afraid of exercising and being strong because she's afraid of what that might look like, you know, mm -hmm. um, let's circle back to the Proverbs 31 woman, yeah. because I know that she has gotten a bad rap. She, she has gotten a listen woman She's, she feels <laughs> almost unattainable unattainable i think that for me i think especially being you know a mom of three kids and working full-time and running a business and proverbs 31 feels real hard sometimes yeah yeah if there was one verse in i mean i know proverbs 31 woman covers a lot but if there was one area and i'm going to pull it up just for reference sake um and i tend to use either the nirv translation which is the new international readers version or i'll use the new living translation so the proverbs 31 woman i'm going to read just a couple of these verses from the nirv i'll start at Verse 10, who can find an excellent woman? She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband trusts her completely. She gives him all the important things he needs. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She chooses wool and flax. She loves to work with her hands. She is like the ships of the traders. She brings her food from far away. She gets up while it is still night. She provides food for her family. She also gives some to her female servants. She considers a field and buys it. She uses some of the money she earns to plant a vineyard. She gets ready to work hard. Her arms are strong. She sees that her trading earns a lot of money. Her lamp doesn't go out at night. I'm going to skip down. Uh, verse 20, she opens her arms to those who are poor. She reaches out her hands to those who are needy, skipping down to verse 23. Her husband is respected at the city gate. There he takes his seat among the elders of the land. Down to verse 25, she puts on strength and honor as if they were her clothes. She can laugh at the days that are coming. She speaks wisely. She teaches faithfully. Um, of those verses, when you read it, what's the first thing that comes over you? For me, verse 15, um, and I am looking at the NLT version. Um, she gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household and plan the day's work for her servant girls. Um, 
I'm just thinking about my own self um, and what life is for me on a day-to-day -day basis. And reading all of Proverbs 31, um, like I said earlier, sometimes it feels very unattainable. And I think that for me to feel as though I can or am embodying this woman, verse 15 for me is really important, um, which is the preparation mm. as a mother and a speech pathologist and a fitness instructor and all the other things that come with being all of those things. Preparation for me is just key and in this verse that means for me preparation meaning I have to get up and spend time with God before anybody else I have to get up and prepare um, for the day before anybody else is awake by the time the people in my house are up I'm already tired um, because if I don't do those things so many other things will not happen um, in our home and things that I value. Um, I value just us being able to eat dinner at home or whatever it might be. And so, you know, for me, verse 15, just being prepared really stands out for me because I think that's an important part of my life. Mm -hmm. um, just preparation and being prepared not only in our home, but for what God has for me. Um, for a long time, I was like, oh God, I wanna go here, God, I wanna do this. And God was like, mm-mm, like you not ready for all that. You're not prepared. Yeah. And it is truly only when I have prepared my heart and mind and really let go of things that were not of him is when I was able to receive all of those blessings and gifts that God had for me. Um, I'm trying to scroll down. There was another point for me um, that really stood out. Um, when she speaks, her words are wise and she gives instructions with kindness. You know, you talked a lot about strength um and in verse 26 um her words being wise i feel a lot of the time you know and i've told you this before i would say yes to a whole lot of things without being like god i'm gonna come to you first hmm. i need to pray about that i need to learn more about that um and i think that's especially for somebody like me for me that feels like i'm doing the courageous thing to not necessarily say yes when I feel like this is a good opportunity or this is good for me, um, but being able to say, God, I'm coming to you first and not just, oh, I got to do something right away because somebody may be done. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, what's <clears throat> interesting about, um, even as you say, like her words are wise. Um, I had written down kindness in our speech while our ministry is on mission. Just as you were kind of doing your introduction of whenever there's kindness, it's proof that you've spent time with God. Yeah. Because it's almost impossible to be kind or wise on our own. There's clever, we can be clever, uh -huh. <laughs> we can be cordial, right? But then in the back of our mind, we're kind of to what you said of, oh, I want to, I really want to do that. Like we could say the things, but then our hearts are somewhere else. Right. And the only way for us to stay um, intentional, and I think you said it earlier, just being present, the only yeah. way to, to be there is to make sure that we did start our day with God before mm -hmm. the rest of the world, you know, wakes up. Um, I would love to know, just as a as a mother of three kids, um, even in prioritizing that time with God, starting your day with God, how do you um, 
how do you stay present to your kids and the ministry work? And I heard you say you're a speech pathologist and your husband and yourself and your circle of friends. And my mom and dad. And my and like, right. there's so many ands. There's so many ands. Um, and I will tell you, Ania, this is all still very new to me. Um, I used to just kind of work on things when I could. And I will tell you since being at home for I'm coming up on a year within the pandemic, um, this has been very difficult for me because I'm at home. And when you're at home, you wanna do home things, right? Um, and so I really have had to discipline myself. Um, and I think that is a huge key to being successful in whatever that means for you. Success for me is not monetary, but success for me um, means I'm happy. Hmm. That, that's really it. And so for me to be happy, um, I have to discipline myself to do the things that I need to do. I don't, Amber, this is Amber, I don't like to live in disarray. You know, I like for things to be orderly. Um, and so being at home, um, prioritizing things, prioritizing time to do things. You know, I had a conversation with my husband not too long ago. These are my soulful motion work hours. Like, and I have to adhere to what I set my time to do because otherwise all those ands um, pop up and creep in and to also um, just be intentional about spending time where you need to. Um, I value being a mom. I feel blessed that God gave me these little people. Um, and that it's my job to take care of them. And so I do my best to do that and to intentionally make time to be present with them. I can be with them, but to be present, to hear them, to see them, to um, intentionally spend time with them is really important to me. Yeah, there's a, um, and the reason I pose the question that way with all the ands is because I think sometimes I've been trying to be really intentional about the way I state everything, mm. just the, the, the words that I use to describe my life, the words that I use to describe situations, the words that I use to declare and proclaim over anything because of the fact that our words have so much power. Um, and I recently learned that we have this creative power to list things as and or but mm. and anything that you say that has but as the connection phrase you undo the first That's statement part. yep right right like and i've been uh, it was in january we do a family fast and we do the daniel fast and the phrase and is one of my takeaways from the Daniel fast since my kids were really little, but it's the ampersand symbol of just, and even if he doesn't, I will not bow down and worship you King Nebuchadnezzar, <laughs> right? And even if not, he is still good, right? It's still good. So the No and, but. Right, no but. The mm -hmm. and always supersedes whatever's coming. It is a connector, right? It is a conduit to get me from one place to the next. And even as you were explaining um, how you how you manage and prioritize the ands, the, just the way you said it, it read Proverbs 31 woman that I have to get up. I have to make sure that I've disciplined myself and there are a lot of people that hear the word discipline and they're like uh you lost me already <laughs> you know it's, it's hard yeah it's hard many to hear many you times. say that like success for you I love that you said success for me is to be happy and that requires that I would discipline my days um there is a something you said in the space of and um 
oh, as you were just talking, I just saw like, God speaks to me in like just visual word pictures. And just as you were talking of just managing your, your daily to do's, sometimes those ands can feel like bricks falling on us because we're trying to come from underneath it. Um, oh, you, you said um, of taking care of yourself. I want, like, I want to camp there for a second of just talking about what does it mean to take care of ourselves? Because I think sometimes our self becomes the but. Absolutely. All the other things become the and, and we hold them with this, like, honor and dignity and kindness and joy. And these are my things. And some of our greatest blessings can become our burdens. But then we hold all these things over here as the ands. And then we're in this hand as a butt and we start tipping. Yeah. And the scale starts tipping. So in the space of like prioritizing and, and honoring yourself in order to be happy, in order to stay disciplined, to stay present, what does self-care look like for you? So I am a person who needs time alone. That's how I recharge. It's how I get my energy back. Um, just spending time alone. And part of that early morning time for me um, is time in my closet, literally my actual closet. I have a window and I have a chair in there and I just perch and quiet. Nobody comes in there. My kids know if mommy is in her closet, leave her alone. Like this is my time. And, um, usually it will be in the morning. Um, and I, again, have just found that if I don't care for myself in that way, I'm not able to care for my people in a way that I want to, you know, in a way that is joyful and happy. And because I'm pouring from an empty cup. You know, if I'm not able to recharge and just worship and spend time with God alone, that's very difficult for me to um, move forward in my day in a way and in a space that I want to. Um, I That has been a challenge at certain points in my life, you know, especially during the pandemic too, like having time and space. Um, when we first started, my husband's a teacher and now we have three kids. So school was at home and I'm like, oh, five people. We are all here. And everybody's trying to find their own corner of the house to do school. Yeah. And it was, it was very difficult for me. But again, just that discipline to be able to say, Amber, if you want to be successful and what that means for you being happy, right? Um, making sure that you give yourself time away to do that. Also, you know, just thinking of Proverbs um, 31 here, um, it talks about her husband and my husband is so wonderful and he knows that about me. So he also knows like, hey guys, mommy is gonna go here or mommy needs her time. And he's so great where he will allow me to do that. Um, whether that be meal prepping or ordering groceries or whatever it might be, you know, just having that support um, for me is self-care. Because if I have that piece, then I'm not able to do all the other things as well. Yeah, you know what I love about that is, um because it even says in Proverbs 31 woman that like her husband receives favor mm -hmm. because of her like because it, I, I just I'm sorry I love this I joke with my husband all the time but never thinking about Proverbs 31 <laughs> and we just have these funny stories of like high school you know where he was like Ooh, if I wasn't with you, I would have been over here doing that thing. And I was like, see, that's why you was with me. And like, <laughs> it's just so funny that this is coming up. But we say that all the time, like jokingly, but here it is. Did you now, did y'all meet in high school? We did. Okay. See, I told you, like, there are too many similarities between our stories. That I <laughs> <laughs> yep, we did. 
but but it does it says it, it it's in verse 11 her husband can trust her and she will greatly enrich his life i'm gonna tell him again today <laughs> She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. And then right, it goes on further. It says he receives favor at the city gate because of her reputation. Listen, (laughs) I got some words to say tonight. But yes. Yes. But it's so like, I mean, it's it's counterculture. Yes. It is counterculture, and it is exactly what you were just saying of just the prioritizing and being present in our homes so that we can find peace, you know, taking care of our own selves, but also taking care of our children and taking care of our husband and he gets favor. And then because he gets favor, he brings that home and it brings us peace and it's cyclical. Yep. It just keeps going around that it it literally pours one bucket into the other and it comes back around and feeds that cup that you were talking about. And fills your home you know, and it just fills your home, your home. You know, I just had this conversation with my kids yesterday. Like you guys are so blessed and you don't understand it fully yet because they're so young. Mm -hmm. Um, but just this right here, you know, it's, it's such a blessing to even just have mom and dad here, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, he blesses me on a daily basis. Um, and I'm just grateful that the word says that I bless him too. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that we, in our culture, just generationally, but also race, it's worth people seeing just this solid gospel foundation love between a husband and a wife that like there's no comparison between the husband and the wife that there's no one upping each other there's no like there's a mutual uh, respect and a mutual love and a mutual desire to want to pour into each other and like yeah happy for my success right you know which looks different from his right Right. And it's, and it, and our kids need to see that so that, like I tell my children, my children are older and they're, you know, all college age and career age. And we've told them like, whatever it is that you really want to do, like whatever is your greatest passion, let's figure out, does it require that you go to college or does it require that you go to a trade school to learn and fine tune your skill set so that you can do something that you're really passionate about. And they get to watch my husband and I both serve in capacities where they are our greatest passions. Mm. And, you know, we both work professionally in an area that we really, really enjoy. They watch us serve in church. They, they watch us like cut eyes at each other, like breathe hard one more time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) dare you leave another paper towel on the counter yes yes right and so they see it without us saying anything and i can tell that they know okay mommy and daddy must be mad at each other yes yeah and but the best thing out of that is like like you said so against culture like two people can have a disagreement if you leave this butter knife with right. this peanut butter and jelly here one more time right. that like we're not done with each other because of that and i feel like relationships are just so yeah fragile now you yeah know? well and it, it goes back to like um what i was what we were talking about earlier just how the enemy has this vendetta against women to really have yes. think that they have to like that they have to fend for themselves, that there isn't an Adam to come and protect her and to cover her. And so he has, he's built up this, this false identity of as women, I am just going to hold my own and do for myself. And I don't need a man. Right. But the Bible, that is not the Bible, right? (laughs) Not not the the Bible. And I think even a greater struggle for black women 
you know i mean you even go back into slavery where our men were taken away from us and so then that is the mindset right even more why we need to be listening to god's word and really reading and listening to what this means um yeah yeah it just i mean it is such a gift to to young women to see successful women who love their husbands i was going to say who are married but i know somebody single would be like wait a second are you saying it? so back <laughs> up <laughs> let me just say wherever god has you he has you but young women need to see women be successful that if they are married they know what god's plan is for their individual lives and the order of excellence that god has called to order of that woman's heart her home her husband and where god stands the order of that because if it's out of order you were talking about like success for me is to be happy and i was talking to someone recently of like I kind of cringe when I hear Christian circles say, no, you don't want happiness. You want joy, joy of the Lord. And I'm like, no, I want both. I do. I want both. (laughs) I want both. both. And the Bible says that we can get glad, like gladness. is. And I don't have to choose. Yeah. And I don't have to choose. No. I get to be joyful and I get to be glad. Yes. Yes. And I get to, and it doesn't mean that something has to, cause there's this, and I think this is not even in the Bible. I think it comes, it's a worldly conversation that hyper-spirituality has said, that's not in the Bible. So just this conversation of like, no, happiness is not of God. Something had to happen for you to be happy, but joy comes from the Lord. But like, like giddy, happiness i get that from the lord i don't know about anybody else right get that from god i get that from worship i get that from my community i get that from all of the things which cometh from the lord when when we were talking about movement being an instrument of worship like i've seen you move i am the happiest right (laughs) and i am moving and even when I feel like maybe this is not the best day, but once that music turns on and once I get moving in Jesus name, amen, I am happy. Right. And it is a happy that no one can rob you of. Or give me. Or give you. Not a, not a human. Right. And that's why I say like that kind of happy is one that is deep down like a soul thirst that only God could pour into you that when it bubbles up out of you, it's like a confetti cannon went off. Mm -hmm. And no one can control where it goes. No one can control how much of it comes out. No one can control where it lands. It becomes highly contagious. And that, I mean, there, yes, joy. Like, let's go find joy. Let's, let's make sure. Cause like joy is a fruit of the spirit that like, when we've been rooted in him, it produces itself. But happy, I think is, and that's probably for another whole another podcast. (laughs) Like, cause I can get on a, a soapbox for the happy. Cause I'm like, let's, I think it's Beth Moore has a whole Bible study on like, let's just take back happy. Let's just take back happy. Cause we can be happy. Happy has gotten a bad rap, just like the Proverbs 31 woman. She got a bad rap. Happy got bad rap. Ha- Proverbs 31 woman, happy right here. <laughs> we got him. We got him. We got, we got him. <laughs> um, so there's one other thing that I wanted to talk about that we kind of hit it in a couple different veins, but I really want to go here for a second. Um, this month, we are really going to be um, digging in and unpacking what it means to be strong, what it means to be courageous. Um, but God has been asking me to, to unpack, not unpack, but like help people understand what does it mean to be strong and courageous and balanced mm-hmm. in the vein of being flexible. And you kind of hinted at it earlier of just like, 
you wanting something, but God said, well, you're not ready for that yet because you're not prepared, mm-hmm. right? So <clears throat> let's talk about what it means to be, I don't know, like we, I love analogies and just being in the fitness industry of recognizing the opportunity of strength physically and spiritually and the opportunity of flexibility, both physically and spiritually. Um, what does that look like? Just a woman on mission, um, a woman who wants to be present for her family and for her community that she gets to serve, yeah. uh, that has a definitive community of like soulful motion as God said, this is, these are your people. But what does it look like to be flexible? And even in a season of preparation where God says, not yet, you know what I mean? Uh, Let's talk about flexibility. Um, I think God stretched me to the max 2020. Um, technology is not my ministry. It's not my gift. It's, <laughs> it's not, absolutely not what I want to do. Um, and so throughout the pandemic, you know, obviously everything is virtual, right? And um, I had to learn to teach classes virtually. And that also comes with registration and all the other business things, right? Um, but that for me, God stretching me and making me pliable to accept things that I never wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, having the mindset to really say, okay, God, what are you doing and why? You know, um, I really, really think that when God is um, preparing me for something, it comes in this boom, here it is, Amber, now, how are you going to take that? Um, because you're praying for these things and I'm giving you ways to prepare yourself for it. Um, I really felt that this past year was God's way of really equipping me with all of the skills necessary for me to just ach- achieve my goals and dreams. You know, um, I feel that especially with all the ands that I hold, being balanced, um, you know, people will ask me that all the time. Well, how do you balance being mom? And how do you balance this? And how do you balance that? And I really say it's, I don't feel like it's a balancing act. You know, when I think of balance, I think of things being equal or unequal or having all of these different things to hold on to. And really what I've had to talk to people about is, changing your mindset, not balancing, but switching, you know, I'm, I'm mom right now. Okay. Mm. If somebody's calling me about something self-emotion related, it's got to wait because I personally have made it my mission. I'm not going to do both. I've done that for a really long time. And that's where I start to feel burned out um, or that something has become burdensome. And also really thinking about expectations. Like what is my expectation of being mom or being soulful motion founder and director, whatever it might be. And so making sure that the expectations that I have are my own, not something that somebody has placed on me. Um, and that they are also things that God want would want for me at all times. Um, Being flexible hasn't always been a strength of mine, but it's absolutely something that's at the forefront of my mind, especially in this past year, because everything changed. And so, you know, to be flexible is now a way of life. Yeah, I, uh, several years ago, and I don't think I made it up, I'm not claiming that I made it up because I'm sure somebody will come back and say, you did not make that up. <laughs> but it's this, this phrase of flexible people don't get bent out of shape. And I have clung to that for like yeah. the last five or six years. 
Um, and maybe I learned it in like a yoga training or something, but it, it sounds it, like right, right. That's what I'm like. I don't think I mean <laughs> if I did go God, you know what I mean. But but it's just a reality of of to what you said of like, am I clinging to my own expectations of myself or something that someone placed on me, mm-hmm. and I don't even know what they're expecting, right? But like if I years ago, my husband and I learned in a a leadership training that like, if you suddenly find yourself in the ring with a heavyweight fighter, you probably have just upgraded to a heavyweight fighter. Mm. You're you're not going to just happen to end up in the ring for this battle with somebody that's outside of your league you know what I mean like you don't even realize like you said the 2020 stretched us and we were like really okay God must know something that I don't know because here we go yeah right Um, but I had to laugh when you said like technology is not my ministry I was teasing um I, like I, I'm right with you I had to go through all the changes and the upgrades of sound systems and equipment and and I, I went just this past week to pick up a couple of additional pieces uh, for my in-home studio. Right. And, and I walked in and the people knew me by name. They were like, hey, Amia. I was like, this is not a good thing. <laughs> this is not my ministry. I'm back um, for my batteries. Right. And I'm like, man, <laughs> can I just get a text right off on all the new equipment? <laughs> right. Come on, Jesus. Right. <laughs> but I'm like, I joke about it, but I know that it has equipped us to literally be ready to just teach something that we had no idea that God needed us for and to be available to be available not just in your city or town like now any and everyone can join you and to learn more about God's goodness and to worship through movement right in the way that only you can do it Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm like, you know what? Some of the worst seasons become really good soil. Yeah. For planting yeah. really good seed, like as yeah. stinky as it can be. <laughs> it's hard. Fertilizer. Tony was. Yes. Yes. Real good fertilizer. So, <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to wrap up this conversation. Um, I would love for you to just let people know how can they find you, um, the types of classes that you offer, um, where, where are you in all the spaces? Yes. So you can find Soulful Motion Fitness at soulfulmotionfitness.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Soulful Motion. And if you have any questions or comments, want to reach out to me, you can do so at soulfulmotion at gmail.com. So on Instagram, it's just soulfulmotion, but the website is soulfulmotionfitness.com. Yes. Okay. Well, I will put all of that in the show notes. Um, and are you, so you said you're teaching virtually right now, if they wanted to join a class, do they just go to the website to find it? Yes. So you can access, um, our classes online right now. I'm hoping, um, that we'll be having some in-person classes outdoors soon, but yes, everything will be virtual at this time. There's also an option on our website for you to just do a drop-in class as well. Well, I'm going to have to figure out when I'm not teaching that you are. So right. That's the hard part of being an instructor. Like, right. I'm going to go to your class and I right. teach. Right. I know. Like I'm, I'm meeting. So because of the virtual space, I'm meeting so many instructors, whether we're exchanging mm-hmm. notes on like, go buy this cord, take that one back. Right. So when do you teach? And all, we're all teaching at the same time. Right. Which is yep. crazy because I'm like, could we all just like meet on Zoom one day and like make a schedule so we can like stagger our classes so we can cover everybody? You know what I mean? Because awesome. we're all teaching at the same time. Yes. Um, well, Amber, I really do appreciate um, just your transparency and your honesty. And I'm in the process of gathering some women together 
some of the women that I've been talking to for the podcast. Um, and we're just all talking about like, how can we just keep these conversations going and really be able to just connect people with each other? Because um, I love that we're even, even though a lot of us are all in the fitness space, um, we all cover different components and different perspectives. And, and I know that God is intentional in saying like, yes, because I need you to do that thing, but I need you to do that thing so that there's not a single soul that left is left untouched. Um, but I don't think this is the last time that they will hear from you because y'all, the pre-conversation stuff, we have like a bunch of podcasts. <laughs> right. Just in this podcast, I'm like, oh, that's a whole other episode. So, yes. Well, um, again, I appreciate you. And for those of y'all that have been listening, um, I really do pray that this conversation helped you um, just shed some light on maybe one or two, three things in your life. Um, the invitation is always that it would help you to adjust your focus, um, not ever from a uh, finger pointing or finger wagging thing, but just a, a mindfulness nudge of just to reconsider whatever you've been thinking about. We know that 2020 stretched all of us. We're still in the middle of a pandemic. We're still in the middle of some social injustice that we're scratching our head trying to figure out what comes next. Um, and I really do pray that this conversation and all these conversations feel a little bit like respite. Um, and just a moment for you to take a huge inhale and a huge exhale and recognize that God is for you, not against you, um, and that you don't battle against flesh and blood. Mm. That the enemy has that he really does, like we said earlier, he's got a vendetta to just take us out. Um, and we would do good to each other to not take each other out. Yes. To not play devil's advocate. He does not need an advocate. <laughs> Trust me, he does not need an advocate, y'all. Let's not do that. Um, but let's see, like the Bible says, let's see how creative we can be um, in the ways that we encourage each other until Christ's return. Um, so y'all, until we get to have a conversation again, I pray that you are blessed. I pray that your day is just filled with just hope and mercy of Christ. And I pray that you find some happy. Go yeah. turn on a really good Michael Jackson song and just dance. That's right. One day, you know what? One day me and Amber are going to co-teach a class together for y'all and just like. Good. It's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. Okay, I'm signing off because we'll keep talking. <laughs> have a wonderfully blessed day and we'll see you to the next episode. Bye-bye. Uh,